Welcome to the AI Learners Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge podcast for episode 19. Now, this is our last episode before the Christmas holiday, so it's only fitting that our theme this year is the gift of continuous learning with AI. Now, we hear a lot about content generation and optimizing our learning and development workflows with AI, and that's for good reason. AI, generative AI in particular, is really good at that generating piece and creating content, helping us in all aspects of our learning and development processes. So if we look at Addy, for example, it can help us with analysis, it can help with design, development, implementation, evaluation, all those different phases. So it can save us time and give us better data analysis and really help us focus on the more important things. So a better process should also lead to better outcomes and return on investment. But the true gift that AI gives us is for our learners. Now, there's two perspectives for this. The first is architecting experiences that leverage AI, and that really delves into our role as learning and development specialists. And then the second is more self-directed learning with AI. So when we look at architect experiences, that requires us in learning and development not just to be AI literate, but also AI fluent. So AI literacy is something we hear about a lot, and that's really understanding AI and the different modalities, being able to use them in our workflows. But when we have AI literacy, we might have that basic understanding and be able to use the tools, but we might not be able to leverage them to their full Abilities. So that's where we get into being AI fluent and understanding all the different large language models out there, like beyond ChatGPT, there's Claude, we have Bing that uses GPT-4, but it has its own nuances. There's now Bard that has Gemini in it. So it's really understanding how these tools work and beyond just large language models, other AI too, and being able to adapt when needed. So if ChatGPT is down, If you're AI literate, you might be able to work in that system, but you might not necessarily know what to do when your tool of choice goes down. Do you wait or is there another one that can get the job done? And that's where that fundamental understanding of the ins and outs of the different systems, especially when it comes to learning and development processes and learning in general, is really important. So having that AI fluency is how we can design learning experiences that use AI to support our learners. So compared to our workflow, it does take more effort. The tools usually have some cost to it. And there's a little bit more risk to manage too. So we're not just talking though about engaging in interactive content. It has to be meaningful too. So that means integrating our adult learning theories and our best practices. So we could talk about getting feedback that's tailored to performance for our learners or providing opportunities for authentic practice, 
for example, when we talk about soft skills, not just clicking through branching scenarios, but actually giving them the opportunity to practice those conversations with a tool that's tailored to their circumstances and how they'd be using those skills. So episode nine of our podcast, it talked about the ultimate soft skills sandbox. So I won't get too much into the how here, but I do encourage you to check that out because there's a lot of different aspects that we can use for that. But the key to understand is really that for learning and development, when we talk about AI, we need to know it well enough to be able to evaluate a challenge that our learners might have, find an appropriate way that AI could help and use it in the learning experience itself and effectively manage that risk. Now, the second way I mentioned that AI gives us the gift of continuous learning is through self-directed learning with AI. Now, self-directed learning with an AI tool like ChatGPT, it gets a lot of flack, and we hear a lot about the challenges that it brings for our learners, right? Because it can make stuff up, so it's impossible. It can't teach. Or we might hear that, yeah, but it doesn't understand the context of the situation. So there's a lot of different reasons why it won't work. That's what we hear a lot of. But the thing is, it can work if we set it up in the right way and make sure our learners are ready to use it for that. So almost every risk that AI gives us can be managed. And almost every issue that it brings has a simple workaround. And really what it starts with is basic AI literacy for our learners. And that means being able to understand how to best use AI and what the capabilities and limitations of the tool that they're going to be using are. And then within that, there's also that basic understanding of how to prompt. Now, prompt engineering through a large part of the year, it was a hotly talked about topic because it seemed like it was going to be this brand new career and very lucrative Now, I don't know if that's the case or not, but it really is a fundamental skill when it comes to AI. So our learners, or if you're the learner using AI, we really need to understand how to use the tool and collaborate with it so that it can be a learning partner. And it could be an on-demand coach. It might be a tutor. It can be a mentor, really depending on the situation and what it is that our learner needs from it. But the benefit is that it's available 24-7 and you can access it anytime But the prompt is really what sets the stage for that entire interaction. So that's where that piece becomes so important. Um, If we look at how it can be used, for example, I use it a lot with coding. So I do have a basic skill level. I used to be the administrator for a web-based knowledge management system. And I'm pretty well-versed in HTML and CSS and very basic JavaScript. So with AI, this is one particular space that I've been able to leverage it in for my own learning and a lot of the work that I'm doing to create new web tools. So sometimes I don't really want to learn. I just want to ask it to do it for me. And that works too. AI can create the code for me. I'll look it over, test it. There's not a lot of learning happening there. It's really AI augmenting my work and me being the human in the loop. But there's sometimes where I do have an interest in learning. And that's where I can adapt and have AI adapt to through my prompt. So, for example, with JavaScript, instead of asking it to give me the code and me try it out, I can give ChatGPT or the AI I'm working with my code. I can ask it to help me troubleshoot and ask for an explanation of why. And then if I don't understand, that's really where the power of AI comes in because I can follow up. 
It's not just one answer that I read online or a message that I've sent somebody and they've sent me back. I can get an immediate follow-up on that. Same with if I get stuck on creating a code. I can just put it in ChatGPT and ask, hey, what do I do now? Or I'm having a problem with this part. What should I do? Now, if I wanted to practice more, I could also do that with AI and create a challenge or scenario for myself and then get that feedback that I'm looking for, test it out on my own and see how my coding's going. But it's all through that prompting process and the overall collaboration, understanding how I want to use the AI and then setting the stage for that interaction. But what's really interesting to me that I found is that we can also learn together, me and the AI, or your learner and the AI. So there was this particular prompt language earlier this year I found. It was in a Discord, and it was called Macromancy. Now, it's a really structured format for a prompt, and it's kind of easy to make sense of, but there are some nuances to it. So the main challenge is there wasn't a whole lot of documentation other than a couple prompt examples of it, but it was pretty incredible just taking that prompt that they had created. It was for um, an AI fiction writer. So being able to use that and ChatGPT essentially turned into a fiction writer and it asked me questions and use that to help create this story. And I really wanted to adapt that to learning and development. So not having a real understanding of that code, I uploaded the prompt as an example to ChatGPT. And first I asked it, what's macromancy? And it didn't know because it wasn't published widely online. So when I shared that prompt, it didn't know what it was right away. And then I explained to it that this is a coding language I found on a Discord. I gave it some details about how the prompt worked and shared what the prompt was. And then I just asked it to walk me through it and how it operates. So with my explanation, it understood the context and it was able to walk me through that. And then from there, we were able to use it to create new prompts together, like a learning and development helper one I did, and there was one for the learning transfer evaluation model. So it was using this more structured language that ChatGPT didn't initially know about, I didn't really know a whole lot about, and we were able to come together and figure it out together. So now ChatGPT in that conversation, it has that knowledge that we built in, so I could just give it a new task and it can use it to create that. Or I have that knowledge on my own now and some references where I can create that prompt myself and then give it to ChatGPT to improve. So that's where that collaboration piece comes in. So I was helping it learn what this was. It was helping me learn. And really, it was the power of prompting and collaboration and just the imagination that goes into imagining what's possible with AI. That's really how we can turn this into a continuous learning tool. So for us in learning and development, there's really two opportunities that AI gives us for continuous learning. The first is the opportunity to architect learning experiences with AI. And we can do these in a way that aligns with best practices and adult learning theories and really helps us solve some of the most pressing challenges that our learners are facing and that we have in learning and development. And it starts with developing AI fluency for yourself as a learning and development professional, making sure that you're learning the tools, fully understanding their capabilities, different options out there, evaluating the different tools to understand which one's going to be more effective in different situations and which one can support learners for their specific needs. And then making sure we're getting leadership buy-in for this too, because AI 
does come with extra costs. These aren't a lot of times free tools, especially the ones that are high value, high impact. So we really need that support there. And the second opportunity we have, which I think is really exciting, is to really flip what self-directed learning means upside down. So it's no longer just us going out on our own to learn. We now have a companion or a co-pilot or whatever it is we want to call the AI partner that we have. And we have that along for the ride and for the learning journey. So it's there when we need it 24-7. It can act as a mentor or guide. It can curate content for us, help summarize and synthesize information. It can adapt to what we need from a particular situation and help us get feedback on our work or different practice opportunities. There's a lot of value that it has for self-directed learning, and that really starts with building AI literacy throughout the organization, making sure that our learners know how to use these tools and they're aware of some of the limitations of them too and able to use them effectively for their learning needs. Thank you for joining me for episode 19 of the AI Learner Lounge. I hope you have a great holiday. Please join me again next Tuesday for another episode.